Oh man, I think I'm stuck in a loop. The loop of never-ending nightmare. Monday Night Raw. Oh boy. Can the show be even more boring than it already was? I mean, probably yes. It's some sort of a new talent that WWE rediscovered in the last decade to make Monday Night Raw and SmackDown one of the worst shows on your TV every single week. And surprisingly, this edition of Monday Night Raw wasn't as bad. But trust me, by any means, it doesn't mean that this show was good. From the very opening segment, I was asking myself, why? Just why WWE you doing this to me? Because we had our non-general manager Adam Pearce and the Raw Man's Survivor Series team discussing that now, out of all a fucking sudden, they have an opportunity to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Surprising, right? I mean, this is exactly what every single fan was talking about. Why the hell are those people fighting for the brand supremacy if there is nothing on the line? He didn't even count who won and who lost, which brand in the end won this brand warfare. And everybody before the show started for weeks were pleasing you. Just announced that the winner of Survivor Series men's and women's team can get a title opportunity, a Royal Rumble spot, anything. Just please, please do this. But no, you decided to play a silent game. You decided to make it, oh, brand supremacy, oh, Raw side won, SmackDown side won, who cares? And now, all of a fucking sudden, on Monday I Raw, you given an opportunity to this people all of a sudden fight for the championship belt. Incredible. How did you come up with this idea? I mean, after this little segment, we found out that we're gonna have three matches to qualify for a triple threat to find out who will become the next number one contender. And who would be in these matches? Hmm, Sheamus versus Matt Riddle, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton and who Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley. Wow, interesting matches, not gonna lie to you, but where's Braun? Where's Braun? Oh, he headbutted Adam Pierce and he was basically disqualified from those matches. Now he's out of the picture, right? Well, yes, but no, because Dave Meltzer and Wrestling Observer re reporting that Braun Strowman will be the next challenger for the fucking WWE Championship. And oh my god, can you pick the worst person to fight for this belt than Braun Strowman? The man who nobody gives a shit for so long. The man who absolutely blew his fucking... Universal title reign, the man that nobody gives a fuck about, instead of Sheamus who he tried to build a storyline with, instead of AJ Styles, instead of Matt Riddle or Keith Lee. I mean, it's only reports, and hopefully this is exactly what will happen, but knowing WWE, 
Nah, Braun Strowman will be the next title challenger. After this, Illogical Madness didn't stop because we're heading to backstage where the New Day confronted Hurt Business and Hurt Business demanded to have another title shot and the New Day gave them this opportunity. We had a decent match, then a double countdown, then the match for some reason got restarted because MVP demanded this and at the end New Day won. Hmm. Remember last week, I talked about how you have a golden ace for your tag team division, but just don't do anything stupid. Stupid finishing of the matches, stupid nonsensical promo segments. Well, one week, one fucking week it all you took to absolutely destroy this interesting feud. You gave us a double countdown and you gave us this nonsensical reason for them to restart the match because MVP demanded it. Oh boy. And it doesn't mean it was a bad match. No, Hurt Business and the New Day are great teams. And they're capable of pulling off great matches. But you don't have to do this every single week. And with such stupid reasoning behind it. I mean, I'm still somewhat excited, I still want to see them fight, but it doesn't mean I want to see this happen next week. Hold it on until the pay-per-view and give the titles for Hurt Business, I don't know. But you will fuck it up because you already fucked it up, basically. Now, I heard a lot of people were complaining about this because why the fuck is this happening? You don't have to rush, you need to do this slowly and it will actually invest people who are watching. The audience will only applaud you for holding on until the rematch. But no, no, no. Ah, but thankfully after this we had an actually very good match between Sheamus and Matt Riddle. After the previous encounter we all understood how great those guys are in the ring and this match only proved it. Their chemistry was on point. This match wasn't long, but it was hard-hitting, it established Matt Riddle as the guy who is capable of standing face-to-face -face with such already established star as Sheamus and can almost, almost defeat him in his own game. But this match, Matt Riddle finally won. Of course by a roll-up, yes, not the most convincing way, but you need to protect Sheamus. Because you don't need to give him any type of loss here. But I actually enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. Matt Riddle going for the moonsaults outside of the ring. Kicking out a white nose from the turbuckle. I mean, you basically making Matt Riddle a star. And hopefully that's the way we're going with. Because Matt Riddle will face against... Keith Lee, who beat it Bobby Lashley, here we have a different kind of situation, but we'll talk about this a little bit later, and AJ Styles. I mean, that's a great showing for those guys, and hopefully there will be no bullshit there with Braun Strowman, but that was a great match, and I actually want to see this triple threat. Unfortunately, good things don't last long in this company. That's why we had Lana versus Asuka. 
and Lana was the sole survivor of Survivor Series, that's why she's getting this opportunity. And this match lasted for about 40-50 seconds, with Asuka going outside, meeting her eyes with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax who were sitting on the commentary and just pouring water on them. And immediately referee called for the bell, and only then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler attacked Asuka. And after this, we had a tag team match with Lana and Asuka versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Oh boy, how excited I am. And this match, eh, it happened. Whatever. The only memorable thing was Nia tried to put Lana through a table for 11th week in a row, but Lana actually escaped. Then Shayna Baszler tried to put her in the Kakina clutch, but Asuka came out from out of nowhere and took a pen to defeat Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Your women's tag team champions. Do you remember this? I don't. At least Asuka won. It's something we don't normally see because we don't normally see Asuka on TV. So, in a way, it's something positive, but overall, jeez, this segment sucked. Nobody cares about Lana, nobody cares about Nia Jax, or unfortunately about Shayna Baszler, and it seems like we're not supposed to care about Asuka, because she in this mid-card type of feud, and she is your Raw Women's Champion. It's such a shame to see what's happened to her. It's... and with Shayna Baszler at this point. They are a shadow to what they were at NXT, the most dominant women on NXT history, but who cares? Now you're Monday Night Raw, forget about it. After this we had Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley, your United States Champion. And this match was actually alright. I enjoyed it, it didn't last very long. And uh, I think we should talk about this straight away. The match ended with MVP attacking Keith Lee, and I absolutely hated it. Because this is the stupid mentality of, ooh, this guy can't take a loss because Keith Lee and his record in the main roster is very pathetic, barely winning, always losing with the countdown or disqualification or some shit like this, but rarely taking a pinfall. And Bobby Lashley, as I said, is your United States Champion, so you basically can't have a clear winner. You booking yourself in the corner, and you decided to go with the same stupid outcome with somebody attacking someone to protect another guy. Did this help out those guys? Keith Lee, in a way, yes. Bobby Lashley, no. He just beated your Intercontinental Champion a day ago. And now he can't beat Keith Lee, and it would be totally understandable, but now, <laughs> look at Sami Zayn, he's just a fucking joke. Bobby Lashley is United States Champion, can beat another opponent, and now he's not gonna get a WWE title shot. I'm happy for Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley, not so much. Then we had Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. We all know the story of this match, Nikki Cross was dominating the majority of this, again, short match, but then Alexa Bliss pretended that she no longer wants to fight, she's your friend, 
and she's really sorry, she's nearly went crying, and then she performed a very shitty Sister Abigail to win. It was not a bad storyline decision, you know, it wasn't a good match, nobody really gave a shit about the match itself, it was a storyline adaptation to move the storyline forward, and this is something I can respect. You trying to push the idea that Alexa Bliss is weird, she's different. She's basically a Sister Abigail at this point, or the adjustment of Sister Abigail for this newer character with Bray Wyatt. And I totally understand this. I'm just not sure where this all going, and this is my main concern that it just either will turn to shit, either will turn to absolutely nothing. And hopefully it won't happen, but you never know. Overall, I'm not gonna call this a match, I'm gonna call this this segment. Was pretty good. And in our main event, we had AJ Styles versus Randy Orton in another qualifying match. Once again, in ring, not bad. But I like the story of Randy Orton constantly towards the end of the match being interrupted by The Fiend. He appeared in the crowd, he appeared, well, he didn't appear, but the light cuts out, and AJ Styles was able to perform a phenomenal forearm. It was not a bad match with a great adjustment of the Fiend storyline, and that's what I actually enjoy, the fact that Fiend is not fighting for the title, but he will fight against Randy Orton because of what he did in the past. This is exactly what they should have done months ago without giving Randy Orton the fucking belt so he could lose it two weeks after. I mean, overall, as you heard, I praised a lot of segments in a way that, hey, the matches were good, but once again, the booking, the storylines, apart from main event, were fucking horrendous. Like, come on. You trying to build one thing and then you forget about it. Hello Sheamus. You trying to build new stars in the tag team division, but then you putting them against champions two weeks in a row and giving them two losses that they don't need to have. Hello Hurt Business. And overall, I tried to enjoy, to enjoy the show. And as you heard, I praised some of those segments, some of the matches, but overall, this feeling of... Oh, come on, this illogical garbage, oh, is striking me once again. I want to enjoy this program. I was basically raised on WWE from time to time, and I want to say something good about them. And when they do something good, I'm praising them. But when they do something dumb, I need to call them out for this. And there's no need to hate me for this or saying, yeah, you are just an AW mark. I'm just trying to be absolutely honest with you. There were some segments that I actually liked on this show, but overall, the amount of illogical nonsense on this show made it less enjoyable. Thankfully, it wasn't a bad show. It was just semi-decent. There were some good matches, there was Asuka and Lana, and there were some good storylines, and there were some bad storylines. Overall, for once, it was an alright episode of Monday Night Raw. 
And who knows, maybe next week is gonna be even better, but probably it will be either on the same level or even worse. But we can only wait and see and hope for the best. Thank you guys for listening and hear you soon.